This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm J.G. Hertzler, and I played Kolos on Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, and right now I'm on Warp 5. Welcome, Boomers, to another episode of Warp 5. I'm your host, Brandon Shamutella, for this bonus episode, this extra episode, with more content from the Northeast TrekCon in Albany, New York, from the weekend of October 26, 2018. Uh, in this little interview that I'm going to present for you, I talk with Leslie Hoffman, who was a stunt woman on Star Trek. Uh, if you want to check out some of her work and check out her webpage, it's we talk about it at the end of the episode, but it's stunttrek.com, but it's spelled S-T-U-N-T-R-E-K.com. So you could check it out. She she talks a lot in this interview about how she became involved with stunt work and what it's like to work in the business and, you know, talking about coordinating stunts and some of the dangerous stunts that she's done. And she talks about a couple of episodes of Star Trek where she did some pretty interesting stunt work. Um, this was a really, really fascinating interview as I've never really spoken to anybody about this kind of behind-the-scenes production for any of the Star Trek shows or anything, really. So this was a real joy to talk to with Leslie and I really hope you enjoy this interview from the Northeast TrekCon in Albany, New York. And uh, take a listen. We're here at the Northeast TrekCon, and I'm with Leslie Hoffman, who was a stunt woman on Star Trek. And uh, we're going to ask her a few questions about what it's like to be a stunt woman. So, you know, because we, we've got all our stars that we have on our shows that we love to watch, but we don't want to watch them get hurt. So they always hire a stunt woman or a stunt man to do all the really hard work, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so where. We're here to make the actors and actresses look good. We're not here to to outshine them. <laughs> not here to outshine them. Excellent. Right on. So stunt work is an interesting work because it can be very dangerous, but you guys do your best to keep it as safe as possible. But how did something like this intrigue you? How did you get started in something like this? Well, I, I had a gymnastic background. Uh, most stunt people, they either came from rodeo families or... They did motocross or, or I say, or gymnasts or so. So, you know, in a strange sort of way, we've been training since we were little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when I was very young, I thought I wanted to be an actress. And and every year when the teacher would make you write 
what do you want to be when you grow up? I would always say, I want to be an actress. But in 1972, my older brother was out at Caltech in California, and we went to the Universal Studios, and mm -hmm. there was the Western Stunt Show. Mm -hmm. And here these guys come out, and they're talking, but then they're throwing the punches and falling. And, and I go, that's it. That's what I want to be. So even though I have... Uh, acting training, American Academy of Dramatic Arts in the Herbert Berghoff studio, because of my gy gymnastic training, mm -hmm. I was able to combine it all together, and I went out to California to become a stunt woman. Okay, excellent. So when you apply to be a stunt person, do you just go in with a resume to a studio, or what does it take to get into this type of work? Well, actors and stunt people are part of the Screen Actors Guild, which recently merged in the last several years. Now it's called SAG, well, SAG-AFTRA, mm -hmm. which was the other entertainment union, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Anyways, back to what you asked. In order to get a job, you must belong to the union. Okay. To order, In order to belong to the union... You have to get a job. So try breaking that circle. It's like a young kid trying to get credit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's extremely hard to get into the union. Okay. And, um, and I got my first job on Two Minute Warning, which was one of those football movies. The same year they did Black Sunday. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're really the same movie okay, in my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's how they needed... they Because people were running down the hallway, they couldn't have the same people running down every single hallway in, in the Coliseum. And the stunt coordinator said, if you can get... You know, the producer to write you the letter, I'll mm -hmm. hire you. Okay. And the producer wrote the letter, and and that's how I got into the union. Okay. But, so, there, but you know, let's put it this way. There's 10,000 actors applying for a job, but there's still 500 stunt people applying for the same job. Yeah. It is not, it isn't, it's a very hard, both industries, yeah, act, yeah. acting and stunts. It, it, it's hard to make a living at it. Okay. So you're saying the first movie you did, this was a football movie, and being hired as a, were you hired as an extra or as a stunt person for this running down the hall? Like, Is that something they consider a stunt then? Um, I was I was hired as a stunt woman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Now, do you remember the first, you know, really dangerous stunt you had to, to, to perform, and, and how did you feel doing that? Well, that's interesting because... Because it's so hard to define what is dangerous, mm -hmm. like just because we were talking about two minutes war two minute warning, mm -hmm. they had okay. There's your actors, your the stunt people, which are same category. Then you have your extras, and they only have to hire fifty extras before they can hire what's called waivers, where they pay they're paying these people eighteen dollars a day. Mm -hmm. And there were like 700 uh, waivers. Mm -hmm. So when they yelled action and 700 plus people go running down a hallway. Okay. And af after they finish that shot, there's shoes and glasses. And I mean, 
that's pretty dangerous. You can get trampled by a human being. Okay. But yeah. but in reality, uh, to what you're talking about, probably the two most dangerous stunts I've done was two minute um, was Love Boat, where I did a 78 foot fall into water. Oh wow! Yeah, and there was a stuntman jumping in after me, and we landed about three feet apart. Now, two things. You hit water wrong, it's like hitting cement. Mm-hmm. So you got to enter the water correctly or, or, you know, I say it's like hitting cement. Yeah. Anyways, the other thing was the stuntman landed about three feet away from me. Had he landed on top of me, uh, that, been <laughs> that, that could have been the end of it right then yeah, and yeah. there, too. Uh, the other stunt was in the movie 1941, Steven Spielberg's mm-hmm, movie, yeah. was the jump into the back of the egg truck. I was doubling Wendy Jo Sperber. We go up this ramp on this. Well, the sidecar was motorized. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how come it was still moving. Um, you know, it was a motorcycle sidecar. The guy pulled the pin, the the motorcycle goes one way, the sidecar goes the other way. Like I say, they put a motor in the sidecar, except that every time we went up this loading dock ramp, we'd run out of gas before we would hit the ramp that would launch us into the air. And, and we couldn't figure out what was wrong. I mean, late at night, can't figure out what's wrong. Anyways... This like the fourth time or fifth time the stuntman decided he was that that we were going and we were going to take the jump and I'm just sitting on the front of the sidecar and we went up the ramp the jump the mm-hmm. ramp to do the jump ran out of gas and the sidecar hit the back of the truck stake bed truck mm-hmm. the the sidecar flips over. Ooh. They had pads on the ground for that stunt man. There were no pads for me. Um, I just luckily I just slid onto the truck. Mm-hmm. Had we hit any lower on that truck, I would have been decapitated. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so so I would say those are the two most dangerous stunts mm-hmm. I've done. But but you know sometimes it's the easiest stunt can, that can get you. Yeah yeah yeah. Because you because you don't think. You know what could go wrong with mm-hmm. a with a fall or something until until you hit a rock or 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 you know you have breakaway windows. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, even candy glass is sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, you land on it, it's going to cut you. Mm-hmm. The, one of the most famous stunts that I know of from watching behind the scenes uh, footage and everything like that is uh, from the Road Warrior when that guy's riding the motorcycle. And he hits a thing, and he and it, his the stunt was to just shoot him off, and he's supposed to just fly off with the with the momentum, but he but it hit wrong, and they got it on film, and they kept it in the movie, right? But he's tumbling like head over heels, like out of the shot, right? And I don't I can't remember what happened, but the guy definitely got very injured from that stunt. There so. was also I don't remember if it was one of those movies. But there was this is Australian stunt people. Yeah, yeah. There was an Australian stunt woman that uh the camera boom or something didn't go up and she lost an arm, she mm-hmm. had a traumatic brain injury. I mean, I don't know, those those ro- road warrior pictures are pretty dangerous. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's it. There 
there's a difference between a daredevil and a stunt person. Mm-hmm. A stunt person should be able to do a stunt over and over again until the director gets what he wants for camera. Mm-hmm. A daredevil, he just goes for it. If he breaks every bone in his body and he's in the hospital for 18 months or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. then that's what a daredevil is. Yeah. I mean, I have turned down jobs that I felt were unsafe okay. to me. I mean, I don't ride a motorcycle. I was called up to to um, slide a motorcycle underneath a truck. I said, thank you very much. Here's the name of a stunt woman that does do motorcycle stunts, but okay. I appreciate the call, but <laughs> no way. Okay, excellent. So tell us about some of the stunts that you did for Star Trek then. Uh, well, uh, I was Vedic Yatsum on Rocks and Shoals, mm-hmm. and I jumped off the second story of the promenade and technically was hung. Mm-hmm. Um so how do they do? So how do they do that? Because that's a very powerful scene when that happens, right? Oh, when yeah, the Vedic yeah. jumps off the the edge and she's killing herself as a protest against the the Cardassians and the Dominion coming back to the station. So because when you look at it on TV, it looks like the person hangs themselves. So when, when it's all done with editing, I'm sure, right? So it cuts and edits. Uh, yes and no. Okay. Uh, I mean. Um... The safety of of that the, of the hanging was there was a noose around my neck, but it was not connected to the rope that was around the railing of the second okay. story. I okay. mean, it was it was taped to my back. Okay. But it was not connected to the rope that was around my neck. Okay. So, so I mean, if anything, well, you wouldn't see it on camera, but when the and there was a Porta pit with cardboard boxes on it that I could my legs would go into the cardboard boxes so I wouldn't you know <laughs> hit myself underneath the chin my chin mm-hmm. with my my knees um, uh, so so there was no risk of accidentally hanging sure, myself yep, yep. I mean there was like I say there was the porta pit down below there was uh, the, the way I described the rope. The the funniest thing about that stunt is I had to do it maybe two or three times because they did it with a high speed camera, yeah, which slows it yeah. down, mm-hmm. and you can hear a high speed yes. camera, yeah, you know. So so they're saying, okay, camera, and you'd hear this, <laughs> right, <laughs> okay, action, and and. Like, see, so, camera, action, and I step off the, I step off the promenade, and I hear, oh, it ran out of film. <laughs> it, the camera jammed. It oh, isn't, jammed. It isn't like cartoons. It isn't like you can step off the balcony, hear the camera stop, and step back on the balcony. I was on my way down. That that was the end of that. I mean. So they had to set that you know they clean or whatever unjammed the camera and <laughs> and we had to do it again and, oh, man. <laughs> and then well specifically you're talking about that scene or or that whole um, what they did was they had her feet come into camera yeah. and the hat that hits the floor 
And actually, that hat weighed about 10 pounds. <laughs> you know, they say, well, you can have problem. You know, is that hat going to fall off? I said, not a problem. You know, the minute the minute I hit the end of, well, it was like this trapeze I was holding on to. So, yeah. so we did the jump. Now they want to do the feet coming into camera. And I'm holding on to, to sort of like a trapeze thing and on action, you know, I I do that. I mean, I can't let go of it because then I'd fall into the picture. They just want the feet. Yeah, yeah. So, so I do this and I'm thinking the jerking of coming to the end of, you know, the, my arm length would make the cap fall off. No, nope. that thing just, it went <laughs> harder on my head. So they had to, again, they had to have a crewman hold the hat, and and as I did this, he would let go of the hat, so the hat would hit the ground. Awesome, awesome, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it, you know, they're, well, like I say, one of, I'll, I'll tell my favorite story, and, and I was just safetying the airbag is right like probably the first season of Voyager mm-hmm. there was a bad guy I think his name was Jonas Jonas yep yep oh okay yeah, good I think so yeah <laughs> got the right name and he's fighting Neelix okay and he Jonas falls into a vortex which that that the the vortex is added as special effects afterwards yeah. so in other words the stuntman had to do a high fall for Jonas but right now they they have the scaffolding and and they have the two actors up there struggling mm-hmm. you know no, it wasn't a fight i mean it was more like a grab and and struggle and it's very late at night yeah and and i'm on the stage and i'm one of the spotters around the airbag i mean hopefully the actor isn't going to fall off mm-hmm. and they're in this tight grip and all of a sudden you hear this, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to get you wet, but <laughs> I mean, it echoed throughout the sound stage. I didn't know Talaxians had that kind of defense. <laughs> he gasped Jonah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I had to leave the sound stage. I, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. That's hilarious. <laughs> Excellent. Right on. Now, when you when you do stunt work, you know, they put you in full makeup when you're doing the Star Trek characters that you're replacing because when they, you know, when they shoot from far away, so they can't quite see that it's not you. Then they, but they've got to make it look as close as possible to yeah, the original I mean, characters. It took three hours to get into the Mila makeup. Yep, yep. And this I is Cardassian. So I would say, yep. I would say, unless unless you're really really good, yep. that you couldn't tell the difference of this makeup to the actress that actually played Mila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's my costume, and it even has the tag that says Leslie Hoffman. Nice, nice. I mean, they would make, they would make me the exact costume. It wasn't like, it wasn't like that they, okay, actress, get out of this costume so Leslie okay, can put okay. it on. I mean, there were two sets of costumes. You had your own, yeah, yeah. And in some cases, even more than that, yeah. because if if more, if it got wet, you know, if the scene required water or something like that, mm-hmm. and it gets wet or something, they they got to be able to 
quickly put you into another costume and mm-hmm. and get that scene. I mean, mm-hmm. the the famous "We're losing the light." Like if we're on location, I yeah, mean, yeah. they they gotta get so many pages filmed in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, someone asked me this before: Is that uh, I forget how they asked me? Is like doing movies different from doing television Mm -hmm. and technically it is i mean television you have about eight or nine days that you have to film an episode in Mm -hmm. and you have to have it done because it has to go on the air yeah yeah um movies you know they they can take their sweet they they don't want to go over budget but they can take their sweet time Mm -hmm. filming filming a movie but but television you got to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always a time crunch because they're rapidly, they, they're pretty quick. You know, back in those days when they're doing 26 episodes a season, you know, so they got to get it in and out as quick as they yeah. possibly can. And yeah, eight or nine days was a was a turnaround on a show. So yeah, and and even then, they they would put the the episode together and they'd say, oh, we don't have a close up of Avery, you know, doing whatever, or we don't have, you know, we're missing. We're missing the, you know, the connection between from this scene to this scene. Mm-hmm. So they, it was called second unit. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Dennis Madalone, who's the stunt coordinator of, uh, well, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, the shows actually, as one was ending, it overlapped into the next show. That's correct. Yeah. And and Dennis might have. A stunt on Deep Space Nine, a stunt on Voyager, a second unit on Deep Space Nine, a second unit on Voyager, plus a production meeting. So I was, I, I actually was the only female that he had as mm-hmm. an assistant stunt coordinator, which okay. I'm very proud of. Um, but, I mean, he had about uh, four four other people that he trusted um, to be assistant stunt coordinators, and depending on what was going on, either I'd be coordinating on a soundstage, mm-hmm. or I'd be attending a production meeting. You know, he would decide who needed to be where, mm-hmm. and and uh, like I say, not only was I doing production meetings, I was doing stunt coordinating on the set. So for stunt coordinating, does that mean, you, so you'd go to the meetings, they'd say, we're going to film this scene today, this is the kind of stunt we need, and then would it be your responsibility to work with another stunt person and, and well, have that stunt performed? You, you, you kind of mix two things. Production meetings are done before an episode is even filmed. Okay, okay. You get what's called a call sheet, mm-hmm. which tells you what scenes are being filmed that day. So when you have the call sheet and you have to go to the set, you know, okay, this is the day that this stunt is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, you 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 set up the stunt or, um, and being a stunt coordinator isn't even it 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 isn't just taking care of stunt people or actors. Um, I was doing the episode of Bada Bing Bada Bang. Mm-hmm. And there was a special effects guy on the left. When Avery threw the money up in the air. Yeah. If he had thrown it up in the air, it would have come down in a wad, Mm -hmm. which isn't what they... They wanted it floating all over the place. Yeah. So this special effects guy was on an A-frame ladder, 
with with actually one of those pizza, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And he had the money on that, and he's you know he's just trying to shake it like that so the money would kind of float off in different directions. Well, we're in between scenes, and they're moving what's called a camera crane, which sticks way when it's down, it sticks way out. Mm-hmm. So here's this guy at the top of an A-frame ladder. They're moving the crane. The crane hits the uh, ladder or it starts. Well, they, they, they weren't going fast. Yeah, they were yeah. just rolling it. But they rolled it into the A-frame ladder. I was in the episode. So I'm dressed up in a 1950s dress yeah. with high heels. But I am the stunt coordinator. And and like I say, you have to look around. And mm-hmm. I just see this thing going into the ladder. The ladder is slowly tipping over. You see the guy with the, with the pizza thing in one hand and him holding onto the ladder. <laughs> you know, he knows he's going over. Oh boy! And nobody nobody saw it. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw what was happening. And I just ran ran up to that ladder and just leaned my weight. You know, grab both sides of the ladder and lean my weight into it, and just pushed it as as hard as I could yeah. against the crane. And luckily, other people saw what was happening, and they pulled the crane back, and they also helped me straight. Guy never hit the floor. Oh, that's never good. went yeah. off the ladder. That's good because he probably wouldn't have been set up with a you know like a rope or a rig or anything to no, nothing no. like that. No, yeah. he was just up the ladder. I mean. Yeah. Again, that's what I'm saying is, yeah, is yeah. that, uh, hey, I'll just walk up this ladder. I'll just shake this pizza <laughs> spatula or whatever you want to call it. I mean, who needs who needs pads around the ladder? Yeah. Who needs to be harnessed or, or, well, being hooked into the ladder would have even been, uh, that would have been worse. Yeah, because probably. Because he, he would have had a better chance of jumping off the right, ladder, hitting right. and rolling than to be locked into the the ladder. But but it was really funny. Uh, his name was RJ. Mm-hmm. And the next day I was walking around the Paramount lot with the, with actually one of the other system stunt coordinators, or my friend Tom, and uh, Gary Monak, which is who RJ worked for, worked underneath, special effects. Um, they're in a golf cart, and they're coming. Tom and I are walking down the road, and they're coming by in the golf cart, and RJ says to Gary Monak, "She's my hero." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, right on. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like a really fascinating and fun job. You know, um, is it something you're still involved with? Are you still working in the film industry? Working no, on films? I I retired out in about 2002. Okay. It's, I mean, and I wish more stunt people would do this is that you know it, it's like football players I mean mm-hmm. you got so many good years and then it starts really I mean it's continuous trauma I yeah. mean it, you, you, you've never been taken off the field in an ambulance or anything like that but you've hit the ground enough times that that your knees are going out or your yeah. back is bad or you know and it, and it's time to quit or yeah. or just like in fact, talking about the latter, I would say that I still had that edge that I could I could look around and I saw what was happening and I was able to stop it. Yeah. 
I think when you start losing your edge, then you become not only a danger to yourself, you become a danger to both cast and crew. Mm -hmm. Excellent, right on. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Can you let the listeners know where they can they can find you? Are you do you have social media presence that they can follow you on Twitter or anything like that? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have. <laughs> I pronounce it Stunt Trek, but I have I only have two T's in it. S T U N T R E K dot com. <laughs> Except somebody pointed out to me that. Well, does this say stun trek or does it say stunt wreck? I go, no, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not, not stunt wreck. It's not the stunt wreck. It's stunt trek like Star Trek. Yes, excellent. <laughs> excellent. And, uh, excellent. So that, and that's your website then, stunt trek? Stunt trek. That's the website? Yep. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Right on. Well, thank you very, very much for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. It's been very fascinating to listen and hear how you do stunt work and, and you know, how it incorporates into Star Trek. And it's, it's been a real blast. Thank you so very oh, much. Thank you. Thank you.